Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 147. Hey, this is Christina Nicholson from Media Maven. And if you want to learn how to get people to know, like, and trust you, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chapel. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. I'd love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Christina Nicholson. Christina is a former TV reporter and anchor who has worked in markets from New York City to Miami. She's still telling stories, but instead of doing it for a newscast, she's doing it to help businesses grow. With her business, Media Maven, she helps entrepreneurs reach thousands, even millions of their ideal customers or clients in minutes instead of months through the power of media without spending big bucks on advertising. You can still see her in front of the camera as a host on Lifetime TV and national commercials on WPTV for her monthly segment and read her work online in HuffPost, 
Inc. Magazine, and Fast Company. Christina also has a local lifestyle and family blog, Christina All Day. She lives in South Florida with her husband and two young children. Christina, super stoked to be here with you. Why don't you go ahead and start off by telling us what you're most excited about right now? Thank you. Well, I'm excited to be talking to you, obviously, but I'm also excited to be relaunching a media mentoring program. I work a lot with bigger business owners and bigger businesses, and I'm starting to do more mentoring for the solopreneur and the small business owner because they need exposure too, but they don't have all of the resources that the big guys have. So I'm excited to be doing more of that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So let's go ahead and and go back here and talk about kind of the beginning of all of this. So you were in media and newscasting and stuff. And then you basically one day were just like, I don't want to do this anymore. How long was that process? What did you go through when you were thinking about it? Did you have a lot of like pushback when you were initially telling people about it? Kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So I was in TV news for about 10 years. And the thing that really was the needle. The thing that broke the camel's back was when I had my second child. So as you could imagine, the news business is not an easy business to be in when you have a family. It's 24-7. You're up at 2 in the morning. You're getting called in on Christmas Day. You're standing in hurricanes for 12 hours straight. So it's not a family-friendly business. I had a two-year-old and then I had a newborn at the time my husband worked and we didn't have any family here in South Florida. So I needed something a little bit more flexible. Mm. And that's when I got into public relations. And I was thinking of leaving the business for a while just because not only the schedule, but the way the media industry was changing. Journalists are doing a lot more work for a lot less money. I remember when I first started, I would have a photographer. Sometimes I would have a different editor or a different sound person. And by the end of my full-time career in TV, there were many days when I was carrying around my own camera and my own tripod when I was nine months pregnant in a bad area, knocking on a criminal's door, trying to get an interview. So the media industry definitely changed a lot from when I started. But like I said, the straw that broke the camel's back was definitely needing a more flexible schedule and being in charge of of my time. You know, like I remember going live at six o'clock at night, but then not getting home till eight at night because of the traffic, only to get up and do it all over again first thing in the morning. So the schedule was tough. And as a new mom, it was time to go and time to start something new. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, when you initially were doing some of this stuff, did you get some pushback from people or were most people pretty much in support of what you were doing? I think when people leave the news business, it's a regular thing for them to go into public relations. I think that's just because we're on the receiving end of so many publicists pitching us. And sad to say, most publicists are terrible at pitching the media because they haven't worked in the media. They don't really know how it works in a newsroom and how stories are gathered and created and developed. So When I said I was going to leave and go into PR, it was pretty normal because a lot of people do that. I actually do remember a conversation with my assistant news director. And he said, you know, that's probably a good idea because who knows if your job's even going to exist in 10 years. And that's just, you know, a reflection (laughs) of the changing media industry. Now, I worked at a PR agency for about six months before deciding to start my own business. And that's where I got a lot of pushback. Gotcha, gotcha. People thought, oh, you're starting your own business. That's like so risky. Like, what if it doesn't work out? You're not going to have steady income. But I've learned 
since starting my own business, you're in charge of how much money you make. You're in charge Mm -hmm. of your income. It's not, you you know, people think they have a boss and they have a paycheck, you know, direct deposit every two weeks at that stable. Well, your job could go at any time. Your boss could be fired. A new person could come in and they could get rid of you. So you really are in charge of your own destiny and your own money. When you are a business owner, if I want to make an extra few dollars because I want to buy something or go somewhere, then I can work a little harder or a little smarter and make that extra money. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you are in a job with a boss, if you work a little harder or an extra smarter, it doesn't matter. Nobody notices. Right. So I got a lot of pushback when I decided to go out on my own just because it's a scary thing. Of course, but yeah. I didn't just do it you know, out of the blue. I was preparing for months in advance. So I was saving up money. My day job was funding the new business. And I left when it was... I felt you know, it was safe and I had something to fall back on if it didn't pick up right away. Right. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane so they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day which is why indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Right. Can you talk about the timing for a second? Just because I feel like this is something that a lot of people struggle with when, when I see people that are you know working a nine to five and they just don't like it and they're starting a business on the side. Some people will just give it up really, really quickly just because under the guise of being a quote unquote entrepreneur, right? Like I got to go be an entrepreneur and like put in my time and stuff. And it's something that I appreciate from Gary Vaynerchuk is that he's always talking about the hours between 7pm and 2am and how there's a lot of time there to work on a business. And then like you were just saying, you were using money from your main source of income, an actual job and taking that money to help fund the business. Whereas if you just would have just like went out and and did it without any money, you probably would be way further behind than where you were when you actually started it. So can you talk a little bit about like your thought processes in regards to timing with starting your business? Yeah. And I find that 
this is what a lot of people, they like the idea of it, but when it comes down to actually doing it, they don't want to do it. And that's either spend time growing a business or spend money growing a business. People want it to happen quick and easy and it doesn't work like that. So when I was in my PR agency job, I was there. I mean, we can all say nine to five, but I think most people who work full-time work more than nine to five when you factor in commuting and not exactly leaving at five and taking work home and all of that. But I can safely say that I was working the equivalent of two full-time jobs while I was at that PR agency. One was working at the agency. The other one was building my business. So yeah, the example you just shared with Gary Vee, it's exactly the same thing. I would work during my lunch break. I would come home and I would work until after midnight trying to grow my business. And I was, like I said, using the money that I was making to put that into my business. I was investing so I could learn. You can only do trial and error for so long before you decide, okay, I'm going to pay somebody who knows what they're doing to tell me what to do. And then you grow so much faster that way. But it's scary spending money in your business when you don't know the outcome. But again, I think if you have a good work ethic and you are willing to spend time and spend money to build your business, you will be successful. So at first, I didn't want to spend a lot of money. So I spent a lot of time. And then with that time, I started earning more money. And then I would take that money and invest it back in my business. But I definitely believe that many people leave their day jobs too soon. You should use the money coming in from your day job to fund your business. And I know it's hard to find time, but I'm a firm believer that if anybody opens up their calendar, I can show you where you're wasting time. And it's not only just about having a lot of time, but it's how you use it. That's why people say work smarter instead of harder. Mm -hmm. You can be busy and you can spend your time doing a lot of things, but if you're not doing the right things, then it's a waste of time. So again, then that's where investing money helps because you have somebody telling you how to invest your time wisely. So, you know, you just, you have to find money and you have to find time and leaving your day job too early doesn't give you the money and you can always carve out time. It's just all about prioritizing. Right, right. And I love what you said there about about being busy because I think a lot of people get that wrong for sure. You know, they're like, well, I worked 16 hours today. And it's like, it's almost like a bragging point now for a lot of people. You know, like I woke up at 4 a.m. I didn't go to sleep till midnight. And it's like, okay, but what did you actually get done? Like what, what is actually like checked off that's going to make you money or like add to your bottom line? It's so funny to see people see people like that. It's way more important to stay productive rather than staying busy. And then I also like the what, what you said about you got to do one of two things when you're starting. Like you got to spend a ton of time or you got to spend a ton of money. If you don't have a ton of money, then the only option that you have is to spend a ton of time. Like you said, a lot of people want it just to happen and they kind of want the best of both worlds with just a little bit of time and a little bit of money, they're going to create this awesome thing. And it just doesn't work that way. You definitely need one or the other or both. But if you don't have a lot of money and you can't go get a loan, then you got to start with a ton of time. And the big thing for me too is like, even if you were capable of getting a loan, I wouldn't even say that that's a good idea anyway, because most of the time, if you can't make money without money, how are you going to make money with money? If you don't know how to run your business without money, then how are you going to do it if you go get a loan? And now you're on the hook for a loan for a business that you don't even really know how to run. And you're not even sure it's going to work out. You know what I mean? You're putting all your eggs in a basket that you haven't even made sure is like, you know, going to be able to hold them. So I think that exactly what you're saying is, is definitely the way to do it. So then tell us about like, how is it going now? Like as far as a timeline, so you were doing that for 10 years, you broke off six months working for someone else. Now you're doing your own thing. How long have you been doing it? How's it been going? And uh, what are you most excited about in your business right now? 
Yeah. So I have been in business for just over three years now. So I've been on my own for just over three years. And the first year or two, it was a lot of trial and error. My income was very up and down and it wasn't very steady. And I was hustling. I mean, I was working probably 12 to 14 hours a day and I was always in a bad mood. I was always stressed out. And I think that's partly because those of us who do have an entrepreneurial mindset, we have a good work ethic and we set high goals and we always have to achieve them. So we go like 24 seven and I was doing that and it was stressing me out, stress that I brought upon myself, I will admit. But after doing this for about a year, I said, I don't want to do this trial and error stuff anymore. I want to actually learn from people who have been there and done that. So then I started investing in some online courses, which were great. And they helped me for the time being. But it wasn't until a friend that I actually met in a Facebook group of one of those online courses that we bought invited me to a... It wasn't really a networking event, but it was an event where there were going to be a lot of people there. And it was all for new business owners and how to grow and how to make more money. So I went, there were about 300 people there. And I don't want to say I was ever against getting a business coach, but today I feel like everybody and their mother and their brother and cousin and uncle calls themselves a business coach with nothing to back it up. But but that, that day... I drank the Kool-Aid and I invested in a business coach. And I did this for three reasons. One, the person was actually successful. Her team was successful. Two, she had successful clients. And three, she had a high retention rate. Hmm. So I feel like those three things, I was like, okay, so you're not just one of those people who calls themselves a business coach. Yeah, so like the coach in- that coaches coaches on coaching. Yeah. Right. 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 She definitely knows her stuff. Her clients are successful. People pay her and then they keep paying her. So they have a good experience. So it's not like one of those cases where the marketing's great, but the product's not. And then I kind of got the coaching bug after that. And I do those three things. If I ever hire anybody to help me take my business to the next level, they have to have all three of those things. And it's helped me double my income every year since I've been in business. I can say I have a multiple six-figure business now. And that would not be the case if I did not spend tens of thousands of dollars investing in learning more. I mean... Looking back, the first part of my business, I wanted to save money. So I was soaking up all of the free content online. I was buying these low-priced courses, which it's helpful, but it's like a potpourri of different things you're getting at different times. There's no orderly fashion. And you don't have somebody sitting down with you and saying, what are your goals? Where are you at in your business now? Where do you want to go? And giving you a specific roadmap. Like those online courses are very one size fits all. But when you actually work with somebody and you talk to a person about where your business is specifically, where you want to go, okay, I tried that. This is what happened. What do I do next? It is life changing. So, I mean, if I can offer any business owner any advice, it would be I know it's scary to drop a whole bunch of money to invest in your business, but you can only soak up so much free content and hope for the best for so long. Right. Right. Yeah. I I love that. And that really provides a perfect transition into talking a little bit more about networking because that's exactly 
that whole story is exactly the story that I was going to ask you to share in a few minutes anyway, without really even knowing. I was just going to ask you to share a story about how networking led you to a moment of success. And that right there was a perfect <laughs> example of it. You know what I mean? Like you were in a Facebook group with a person who invited you to an event that you went to where you met this other person that you then hired, who's now helped you double your business twice over the last you know couple of years. That is exactly why this show exists, is to bring awareness to the fact that if you spend time, energy, and money on building relationships with people, it will always come back positively in your bank account or in your energy or in your time. Whatever you've spent on it will always come back to you. And so this is the question that I kind of asked to get the conversation headed in that direction. It's one that I ask every single guest that comes on the show. Do you believe, Christina, that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Oh, gosh. Okay, that's a toss-up because I think both are really important. So let's start with what you know. I mean, you have to be good at what you do. It kind of bothers me when people talk about oh, I'm passionate about this and I'm passionate about that. And I always thought there was something wrong with me because I'm not passionate about what I do. I'm good at it. It's really all I know professionally. It's all I've done. That's why I'm good at it. But I wouldn't say I'm passionate about it. And then I got to thinking, okay, so if I'm going to buy something from somebody, whether it be a product or a service, I don't really care if they're passionate about it. I'm buying it something because they're good at it. I'm not going to have surgery by a doctor because he's passionate about surgery. I'm going to have surgery from a doctor who's good at it. Mm -hmm. So I think what you know is what's going to make you money because you are good at it. That's what people pay for. However, what you know means nothing if you don't have anybody to sell it to. And the best kind of people to sell something to are people who have already heard of you, people who have already been introduced to you by somebody else in your network who knows, likes, and trusts you. And I think that's part of why I love the media industry so much, why like, I'm always on different forms of media at different times, why I get my clients there. Because it's almost a form of networking that kind of mixes with marketing. When you see me or you see my clients in the newspaper or, or online or on a podcast, you feel like you know, like, and trust them because you're hearing them share their expertise. And it's almost like a referral because you've gotten to know, like, and trust that person. It's almost like going this podcast. It's almost like going to a networking event. There's people listening to us talking and it's like we're networking with them in a way. And I feel like who you know, whether it be one-sided, like right now people listening to us, we're not talking back to them, but we can later. They can email us, they can tweet us, and then we can network past listening to this episode or it's in person, like the event that I went to. I don't know how many referrals I've gotten from. And it's funny because everybody talks you know, about these group coaching programs. Oh, you'll meet so many people and you'll build these relationships. And honestly, I was like, okay, but I'm not spending the money to build relationships or meet people. I want you to tell me what to do to grow my business. Mm. And by default, it's crazy. By default, you actually get to really know and like these people in the program because they're yeah. just they're just like you. They're in the same space. And I can't even right. tell you. I mean, I've introduced my Facebook ads person from one group to a group over here. Somebody in this group over here introduced me to a client that introduced me to this person. And I feel like that's the best networking. And it hasn't been by, 
oh, okay, I have to go to a networking event. I have it in my calendar today at 11. It really happens organically because like I said, I didn't care about meeting people. I didn't care about growing relationships with people. I just wanted my business coach to work with me one-on-one. But now that I'm actually in these groups and I am building relationships with these people, I'm so obsessed with these people in my group coaching programs, <laughs> not just because I'm learning from them, but because we're referring business and resources back and forth. So oh, yeah. when it comes to, is it what you know or who you know, I think they both work together because you have to know your stuff, but you have to know people to sell your stuff. So that's something that what you're just talking about is something that I've been seeing so much more recently is just because I'm such a connection driven person just with other with the show it's just naturally honestly I was not that way before my show now with my show it has made me a little bit more that way just because it's always on my mind it's obviously what you focus on you get more of right so when whenever I go into groups like that my main purpose is connection but like you were just saying a lot of times it's like well you know that's just you know whatever 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 I want you to help with my business Like I want content, but then you get into these groups and you're like, wow, this connection is actually really, really good. And sometimes the connections that you make in those groups that you pay to be in are actually the most valuable part of those. And the content becomes secondary because you can form a partnership or you can learn something from somebody else in the group, or you can hang out and figure out something that you would have never figured out before, or they have a product or service that fits perfectly for your business and they offer it to you at a discounted price because you're both in the same group. Like There's just so many different things that you can get with those connections. So I'm going to put your feet to the fire here, Christina, and make you choose one of these. Okay. So I'll give you a little bit more context though, to provide for you to answer this question. So if I were coming to you, Christina, as a mentee, like if you were my mentor and I said, Christina, I have some money and some time this year, and I want to dedicate that to one of these two things. I want to dedicate that to increasing my knowledge, or I want to dedicate that to increasing my inner circle, which might increase my knowledge. Which of those two would you say, hey, Travis, I think that you should spend more time, energy, money, focus on this one thing this year? Okay. So since you put it like that, I think it is best, most important for you to be known, liked, and trusted. So it's definitely who you know. Got it. Got it. Just the the know, like, and trust factor is everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be. Even for you to not necessarily do business with somebody, but just to like have a relationship with somebody professionally, even if they don't hire you, right? Like it's always a good thing if people know, like, and trust you because you have no idea who that person knows or who that person knows, you know, who they know. (laughs) And it could be one or two or three connections away, but somebody might be looking for somebody that does what you do. And if that person knows, likes, and trusts you, then you obviously all of a sudden get this referral from a referral from a referral. And you're increasing your book of business. But it's not just that. It's just the fact that when you get around people that are better than you, your knowledge increases with that, right? Like your what increases with your who exponentially. Like your what will always raise up to the level of the who that you're around. So I think a lot of times when I ask that question, people are immediately thinking the who in terms of who you can do business with right now. But a lot of times I mean, like when I say who you know is more important, I think that a lot of times it's because I'm looking at it from like a mentorship perspective as well and a mastermind perspective of like, man, you're getting in a group of people who are way better than you at something. You're just automatically going to become much, much, much better just by hanging out with those people, being around those conversations, learning from people who've already been where you want to go. If that makes sense. Oh, I 100% agree. There's one group. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like the dumbest person here. And I was like (laughs) down for a second. And then I was like, wait, 
this is amazing. That You're means in I'm the in the right, right place. Spot. Yeah, I'm supposed exactly. to be the dumbest person here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you got to go find another room. You know, I, a lot of people say that and I, I agree with that mostly, but I also think that you should, you know, I think that you should always be reaching above you to get to the next level, but you should always be reaching below you to bring people up to the level that you're on so that you can also help people. I think that it's always a give and take with that. Is there a way that you would recommend people to find some of these groups and mentors and coaches, Christina, because I know that there's not just like a website that you can go type in like mycoaches.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would suggest just looking at who you already know, like, and trust. That's how, hmm. I mean, I told you how I decided on picking my first coach. And then my second coach, I knew I have known and liked and trusted that person for three years. Hmm. And they just didn't have any kind of coaching program. And then they opened one up. And before I knew what it included, before I even knew how much it was, I said, I'm in. I don't even care. Like, this is what I'm doing just because I know, like, and trust this person. I've been following them for years. And I know they have a good network of people. Hmm. So... I think you should start by looking at who do you follow? Who do you admire? And then after you do that, make sure they're successful, their clients are successful, and their clients stick around. Mm. Yeah. Love that advice. Well, let's go ahead and move on here to the last segment, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yes. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? I think if I had more time, and there's a little overlap between public relations and this, but if I had more time, I would love to spend it all on my fun lifestyle blog. I do it now as a side hustle. I started it when I left the news business and I've just kind of kept it because I work with influencers and public relations and bloggers. But if I could devote all of my time to my lifestyle blog, I think that would be fun. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oprah Winfrey. Hmm. And I mean, need I say more? She's, <laughs> she's amazing. She's in communications, not just because, you know, we're in the same industry, but just because of like everything she has done and who she is. I just think she's amazing. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Honestly, I would say all of the above. It just depends on where I'm at. The only thing I haven't gotten into is audiobooks because I will get distracted because I don't know where like to look. Hmm. But I have something I do want to try. And tell me if you've heard this, Travis, is that if you read a book, but you also listen to the audio version and then you speed it up, it does something to your brain and you'll read the book faster. Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard that. I have not tried it though. Usually when I sit down with the book, I like to go through it pretty slowly just because that's how I like to consume like written content. And then if I'm listening to an audio book, I listen to it quickly anyway, because that's how I like to consume audio content. So I have not tried that, but I have heard from a lot of people that it will help you still retain a lot of information, but be able to get through the content a little bit quicker. Let's pick one of those. Let's say books and let's say pick a book that you would recommend to the audience. Oh, okay. Well, one that I'm reading currently right now, which I think is very cool, very good for business owners. It's called The 12-Week Year. And it's about setting goals in 12-week spans. Like everybody wants to have their yearly goals or their you know five-year goals or whatever, but it's hard to plan for a year when you're mm -hmm. 12 months away from the end of it. So... Right. 
I like the 12-week year because it kind of tells you how to set goals, how to determine if you're achieving them or not. So I'm currently reading that and I like that book. I also like a book called Built to Sell. Hmm. I'm not planning on building my business to sell it, but it's just a good business book on how you should build a profitable business. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good because it's not just relevant if you're going to sell your business. You know, it's also relevant if you kind of want to step away from your business. And if your goal isn't to sell or step away at some point, then why are you building a business? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to me, mm-hmm. anyway, like it just seems like you're just building a job for yourself. But if you're building a business that you can walk away from, then you're actually building something sustainable. And so, built to sell, yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. That's and it's such a short, like, but good, practical, content-driven read. So I would second that one. Yeah, it's really good. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Okay. Well, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So (laughs) my husband works early in the morning. He's in the golf business. So he goes goes to work really early. So my morning routine is get the kids So quiet meditation. Yeah. It's not that. And I always hear, right? Like everybody says, oh, this is what business owners should do. And it makes you so much better. And I'm like, yeah. Good luck to me with that one. <laughs> so I really don't have a great, exciting morning routine. It's just getting the kids out to school or in summer, it's camp. And then I try to start my day at nine o'clock. I mm-hmm. start putting things in my Google calendar for that. You know, that's half the reason I asked the question, Christina, because a lot of people do have those, you know, like, well, I wake up at 4.30 a.m. and I meditate and I read and then I go to the gym and, and they have this like thought out carefully, you know, segmented morning routine and stuff. But I have the reason I ask the question is because a lot of people say exactly what you just said. And I think that it's important for people who are like so far away from like having that kind of a morning to understand that you don't have to have those routines to still be successful. So don't don't feel bad at all. That's like half the reason I asked the question. So what is your go-to pump-up song? Okay, now I'm going to embarrass myself. I love anything that is like 90s teen bop. Like I <laughs> have an obsession with Britney Spears. I loved like sync. Yes. So anything from like the 90s, <laughs> J-Lo is good. Got it. Got it. Did I embarrass myself? <laughs> what is something that you are not very good at? Some may say listening to music that I just said that, but (laughs) I'm not good at math, terrible at math, and I'm a terrible cook. Like Mm. my husband told me years ago just to stop trying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we get everything wrapped up here, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Yes. Okay. So I'm in a lot of places. I mean, that's what I preach. So I practice it too. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Christina all day. My website is mediamavenandmore.com. And Travis, I actually have something for all of your listeners so they can become known, liked, and trusted in the media. That one-sided networking we talked about. So if you go to my website, mediamavenandmore.com slash network, you can grab my free ebook and it basically will give business owners tips and strategies and lots of case studies and success stories of how you can earn coverage in the newspaper and on TV and even on podcasts like this one. So people can know, like, and trust you and start talking about you. And maybe you can start an online relationship and turn it into an in-person relationship to help grow your business. So mediamavenandmore.com slash network. Yes. Perfect. So go over there, pick up a copy of Christina's ebook and definitely give it a read. This is 
the best form of marketing that you can get is exactly what Christina's talking about. People to know, like, and trust you. And what better way for people to get to know, like, and trust you than when they see you on something that they already regularly tune into. It's just that law of association that'll make it way easier for you to be able to earn that reputation with people. So Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Had a blast chatting with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.